It's the day after election day. Spirits are high. <laughs> the rain is falling on the studio. Probably can't hear it. Welcome to This Week in Film, where we won't talk about politics, probably. Well, we might weave it in there a little bit. The voice you just heard was Ray Radaminki. I'm Nick Panunto. Joining us for the second week in a row, Matt Vitri. I'm drunk. Somehow he made it back. <laughs> drunk now this time. So welcome to the show. Uh, this is the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we watched over the past week. And um, Ray, what's new with you? Nothing's new with me. Um, I saw a uh, particularly good movie this week, which I think you saw too. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. I, I did see it. I don't do you didn't say it. I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was going to save it for later. Oh. What do you want me to talk about? Whatever you want. Oh. I was going to let Matt tell his movie, and then I was going to say it, and I watched the movie. Oh, okay. So now we've we ruined it. No, I'm going to still do it. Okay. So, Matt, what did you watch this week? No, no, you go first. But I already wa- I watched <laughs> the movie that you saw. <laughs> Am I supposed to hey, go? I don't- me and Nick saw the same movie, if everybody didn't, didn't catch on. Yeah. Did you guys go together? Hey, welcome to This Week in Film. <laughs> Home of the Whopper. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt. Hi. Hey, we watched Doc. Me and Ray watched Doctor Strange, the ever, new Marvel movie. Ever so, heard of it? Was it strange? So we're gonna sit. It was very strange. It was. I like getting some strange. Um, Same. It's a terrible. Edit that out. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna talk about that last. So if you were gonna listen and not be spoiled, because me and Ray are gonna do the little segment we call. Spoilers, not spoilers. We'll talk about it later. Matt, what did you see? <laughs> I saw a little movie called Captain Fantastic. Oh, another superhero movie. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's not a superhero movie. Well, this is a DC. N- no, it's not. It's uh, directed by Matt Ross, who uh, is the main antagonist. It's an actor on Silicon Valley. Oh, wh- which one? He's the main antagonist on Silicon Valley. Oh. Oh, that guy! I don't watch the show. I hear it's it's another one I haven't gotten to yet, Ray. Yeah, just flacking behind the guy who plays uh, Gavin Belson. Yes, Gavin Belson. There you go. That's all he had to say. Jesus, the main antagonist. <laughs> the main antagonist. Who's the tertiary <laughs> protagonist? Forgot we were in English class. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just, you know, try to What's the appear to Ohio level of people here? Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Uh, well. Captain Fantastic, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, going into it, I really didn't know much about it other than it had a lot of really good reviews. Uh, but I watched it on Amazon.com or Amazon Video, whatever. I downloaded Plugged it. for Amazon there. Yeah, there you go. I'm trying Free to advertising. Yeah, you if can if find Charlie's Boy Zero. If ever I was going to sell out, I think this is, uh, <laughs> this is it. Uh, but yeah, it starts uh, stars Viggo Mortensen as a father who... I'll just give the story here. Uh, he and his wife, about 20 years ago, decided to go live off the grid. Uh, essentially, like off the grid. They still go and pick up, you know, they still buy food and stuff from like a little market every now and again and sell their birdhouses they make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Sounds riveting. It's <laughs> Anyway, so the movie uh, it basically, so it's about these two, well, about this man who they have, I think it's eight kids. They have a ton of kids in this movie. Uh, 
a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of kids, and you just wonder, like, how in God's name did they give birth in the middle of the woods so many times? But well, Matt, when a man <laughs> loves a woman very much, they hug for they a use, long time. <laughs> they use hot water and towels. Right, lots of towels. <laughs> lots of hot water, lots of towels. How do they get hot water in the woods? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the the mother, uh, you don't really see a lot of her because she is in a mental hospital to start the movie, and she's has bipolar disorder. This is all told to you throughout the course of the story. Uh, so I'm gonna spoil the hell out of this right now. Oh, sorry. Well, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, Doctor Strange is gonna be ruined for me in about ten <laughs> minutes, so. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get over it. But, so anyway, the mother kills herself in the beginning of the movie. Oh. And the father had, has to now take the children on a it's a, on a road trip. And they're basically a magic school bus. Uh, this is the saddest episode yeah, of Magic School Bus. Yeah, so he takes the kids uh, across the country. And you see that these these basically raised some super intelligent children. Uh, a lot of them speak six languages. Uh, they, they age anywhere. Their age ranges are from like eighteen to, I think like six maybe. And they're highly educated children. They know about like the they can recite the Bill of Rights. They have their own thoughts on it. Uh, they have their own. They all specifically have their own social like ideals. Uh, the oldest son's like a Maoist, and instead of celebrating Christmas, they celebrate Nam Chomsky Day. Oh. Which, yeah. Uh, so the father, basically, you know, he's indoctrinated his children with his belief system, uh, and you see how that plays out when they go into the real world. How do you celebrate Nam Chomsky Day? They he just gives them presents, and they have some weird Nam Chomsky song. Uh, what is he Nam gives them, Chomsky? But in, he was like a humanitarian. Oh. Yeah. So Shout out to Nam Chomsky. He's dead. I thought his first name was something. R.I.P. He's not going to hear that. He uh, might. Too soon. So anyway, the the father has trained his, his, he trains his kids to basically survive in the wilderness. Uh, they go hunting with, in the opening scene of the movie, the son kills a deer with like hand, hand-to-hand combat with like a knife. The oldest son, and then he proclaims him now a man. And this is how they form their superhero team? Yes. Then uh, they drink the blood of the deer, (laughs) and out of that blood, they rise from the... Anyway. No, but so... The story gets a little... It gets a little, like, a little Miss... It reminded me of Little Miss Sunshine a lot. Hmm. Uh, Which which that movie kind of... I remember being let down by it. There was a lot of hype to it, and just... It was a little... I Just, agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I also agree. I think it's, it's well, a I think good, I, not great movie. It's a, yeah. it's a movie that got overhyped. Yeah. Very for overhyped. me. By the time a, I saw it, I was expecting something great. Yeah, so. it was like an indie darling that like you you watch and go, oh, "This is it." All right. A lot of good performances, but the yes. story was boring. I yeah. Agree, yeah. Where this was completely the opposite. Where uh, I have to say, like the, the performances were fantastic. I don't know if any of these kids have ever been in anything, but they're. I mean, even the six-year-old is great in this movie but the story itself like you think you know what's going to happen and then it takes a complete left turn uh you think that you know they're basically just going to go and go to this and go to the mother's funeral the the 
father-in-law, the mother's father, has stated if they come to the funeral, uh, the father will be arrested. The big thing with that is if the father's arrested, then he could possibly lose custody of his children. Right. But So the road trip is to get to the funeral? Yes, the road trip is to get to the funeral to take the mother whose religious ideals were, well, not religion, but like uh, the philosophy of a Buddhist, and in her will stated that she would like to be cremated and then flush down the nearest toilet. Oh, hmm. And it's a good way to go. Yeah. So, but the, the, the parent, her parents are having a traditional like coffin funeral for her. And yeah, so the story, you think it's, you know, they're going to go and they're going to rescue their, it's called operation rescue. Mom is the mission they go on. And yeah, you see them, these children interacting in the real world. And you, and for the most part of the movie, you see that, you're kind of led to believe that these children are probably better off not living in society. You know, they don't really surround themselves with cell phones or video games. They, they are like free thinkers. Uh, yeah. So the, the movie basically, uh, the father is the main character, Viggo Mortensen, and he's going through like a midlife crisis in that he's starting to realize throughout the course of the movie, as the story progresses, that maybe he should live in society. The one big problem that I have with this movie is that in the end of the movie the father the whole point of the movie is uh, you're seeing the father Viggo Mortensen's character is broke like he can't exist in society because he doesn't have he hasn't had a job in like 30 years but in the end of the movie like they I'm gonna spoil it for you but they're they have a house yeah spoiler alert he just has a like a house and they all live in a house and they live in society the children start going to school and you're like, how in God's name did they have it? Like, where, where did they get the money like for this house? Birdhouses, man. Like, yeah, I guess there's a lot you know of money in birdhouses. You know how many making. birds there are? Maybe he built it with his bare hands. Uh, he may have. I mean, he's pretty badass. Because <laughs> he killed movie. that bear. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's wearing the covered in deer blood. Right. So yeah, I, mean, I would say like check this movie out. It's it's. Does he call it his fortress of solitude? No, it's a temple. Yeah. Where did the super? Where are the superheroes? There was yeah. there was no superheroes in this movie. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you. Why is it called Captain Fantastic? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sure it's in there somewhere. It's revealed. Because I, I saw the trailer for it, and it's a pretty heavy trailer. Um, but, like, watching the trailer, I got that whole Little Miss Sunshine kind of feel to it, and I feel like I got the whole story from the trailer almost. Yeah, I hate when they do that. And um, like You don't even want to watch the movie. You're like, oh, yeah, like, I, got I, it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. it's like and- Viggo Mortensen's going to mumble for about <laughs> two hours. He's going to fight with his son. They're going to come back together. You see his wang. Oh, really? Yeah. It's- well, now I'm back on board. Is he, pa- <laughs> is he packing? Uh, it's a little I mean- <laughs> history of violence action. <laughs> yeah. See his wang and that. Guy, I just, I just, is there like a clause that he has to show his penis in every movie yeah, he he's does? Like probably, he's got the Kevin Bacon clause. Probably the yeah. best naked fight scene I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this week's raised random request. What's the worst naked fight scene you've ever seen? Oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, I would say check this movie out. It's. It, I remember when it came out, it was toted as like an Oscar. Like It was going to be nominated for a, a bunch of awards. Uh, but it's still pretty new, right? Like it's, I mean, it, it's been in, it's at, it's out of theaters now. It's not in any art house theaters that I know of. Okay. Uh, but it'd be up for this year's Oscars. Yeah. It would be up for this year's Oscars. But I, if anything gets nominated, it would be, 
maybe Viggo Mortensen. Came yeah. Yeah, it came out too early though. Yeah. You want to be nominated for an Oscar, you gotta but, come out like now. Like I imagine that movie has like it just left sixty percent of close ups of Vigo's Morton Vigo's Vigo Mortensen's face as he like talks but like slightly shakes his head and I can't believe you don't know what I'm talking about. He's a very like elitist character in this movie, uh for someone who lives in the woods. Like he very he is you know, they reject capitalism, which is fine. Uh and you know, I, I found myself like relating. Matt, very to the, careful not to piss off the yeah, non-capitalists yeah, so, <laughs> this week in film listeners. A lot of but, there's a lot of them too. Yeah, I mean, I, for myself, I I really related to the whole story of like wanting to go off in the middle, live in the middle of nowhere, like off the grid, uh, and kind of like thumb your nose at the system. But in the end, yeah, like you're kind of led to believe that just because they can recite the Bill of Rights and they know about all these different social ideals. Uh, they got no street smarts. They don't, well, they, they don't have any street smarts and they don't, haven't actually experienced life. Yeah. That, that's kind of like what your, the big takeaway of this movie is, is like, it doesn't really matter how intelligent you are. I mean, it does obviously, but, but in, unless you're having human interaction with other, with a mass group of people, you, you're kind of lo like looking at life through, you know, rose-colored glasses. Is that wow? That was deep. Yeah, all right, man. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Captain Fantastic. On that note, superheroes. Turns out Matt was the superhero all along. Yeah. Superhero of love. <laughs> all right. So Ray, what did we see this week? This week we watched Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The new Marvel vehicle, starring Ben, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Batch, Benny Batch, who I have, as you know, I've already stated, I have a problem with. Right, I don't like his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just has like a weird mouth thing going on. <laughs> like you could tell he used to have a lisp, but now he doesn't. <laughs> but so anyway, I didn't mind him in this film, and I thought it was a very good movie. I agree. Yeah. I, I thought it was, it was a very, lot of fun. Very fun movie. Yeah. It totally follows the Marvel yes. uh formula, like almost beat for beat. Yeah. Uncomfortably so at some times. Yeah. Some some of the uh the thrown in comedic elements were a little forced, I thought. I which agree. is a small or small little thing. They they were really forced, but still funny. Yeah. But there was like, what? That was awkward. Like, yeah. that's, that's an, like in a serious part, they would like throw a funny moment in there and you kind of be like, okay, that was weird. Yeah. But, but it still works. Oh, yeah. Like, even the stuff that doesn't really work still works. There's a helicopter flying around the studio. Is there a comedic sidekick? Is that what you're describing? No, they just have like, just like little moments, like a, throw, yeah. like a throwaway line here or there that kind of breaks up some long, longer exposition scenes um so me and ray have both seen dr strange so matt hasn't i'm just strange so ray and i are gonna do a little segment that we haven't done since x-men apocalypse called spoilers not spoilers where we're gonna spoil the movie but also just make stuff up so nobody's gonna know if we're telling the truth or not unless you've seen the movie so if you're afraid of spoilers for the new blockbuster Maybe fast forward to the end and listen to our exciting <laughs> plug segment and answers to last week's questions. Um, but here we go. 
So, Ray, the scene where Magneto shows up, <laughs> I thought it was odd. Yeah, odd, odd placement for him there, but he is a Marvel character. It's It was awesome. It was, in the, it was in the universe. It was great that Marvel and Fox were able to get right. together to make that happen. You yeah, don't really see the X-Men very often in these new movies, or at all, really. Right. Um, so yeah, so that was cool. Um but yeah, so Doctor Strange, Stephen Stephen Strange, yeah, is a world-renowned surgeon, like a neurosurgeon, neuro brain surgeon. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, very arrogant. Uh, yeah, very arrogant. Thinks he's the shit. Drives his. Uh, and he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's really good at his job. Um, you guys talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Drives like We're a really fast. Not. Drives a really fast sports car. Um, and you kind of get the feeling that everybody around him um, doesn't really like him, but they still are friends with him kind of deal. Yeah, kind of like where he's the he's very successful and everybody wants a piece of him. Right, kinda so everybody kind of thing, tolerates you know. his douchiness, yeah. if you will. Um, including Rachel McAdams, who I had no idea was in this movie. Oh, really? Um, pleasant surprise, because I love Rachel McAdams. Yeah, me she's, too. She's adorable. She's a babe. Um... But like she's like his, ex- and she and she looks good again because that last turn in True Detective oh, yeah. season two, which she's I haven't hard. seen, but like she had like the makeup on to make her look. Yeah, she had the short haircut, worn. which I kind of dug though. I kind of dug the short haircut. Um, but yeah, but she's like, like she's, his. She's his ex lover, I guess. Yeah, like they hooked up a couple of times, right. or something. But they're like still friends now, kind of like an Elaine and Jerry Seinfeld deal. Yeah. That's what I got from it. They got does he they have this and that, <laughs> not the other. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Here? You said, I said does she does he objectify her too? <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. So anyway, he at one is, point he asks her to just come tag along with him so he she can be his arm can. Right. Yeah. So he's still trying to get it in, and she's she sees right through him yeah. and just is like, yeah, okay. But she's kind of on board. Yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, he is on his way to a benefit or whatever or some sort of dinner in his like sports car. You know, looks looks away from the wheel for a sec or he's talking on the phone and he gets distracted. He's looking at like an x-ray on his phone. Mm-hmm. And he gets in a terrible terrible car accident. Yeah. And he wakes up after he is in the hospital and his hands are all pinned, pinned. yeah. Because he basically shattered both of his hands. And his hands are his livelihood because he's a surgeon and he needs his steady hands. Yeah. Um, so he basically realizes that he he goes through a lot of um, uh, therapy, physical therapy. A lot of surgeries. A lot of surgeries. And comes to the realization that he's never going to get... I thought it was an odd... Because this isn't in the comic books, but when he started losing his fingers. Right. That didn't make a lot of because sense. Because then there's but, no hope at all. But then he started having the magic fingers right. later on, which was kind of neat. It was kind of like a Wolverine but, thing. They just kind of like popped out. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> he needed extra fingers right. to hold the stupid sword. Um. So he real finally realizes that he's not going to be able to be... Wait, so, I'm sorry. Huh? So you're saying he gets in a car accident and develops leprosy? I don't... His fingers just start just, falling off. Yeah. Like after surgery? He has like a bunch of experimental surgeries and they start going wrong. Yeah. And his fingers. Like legal stuff. They start falling Stem off. Stem cell research, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, wow. And they start falling off. And so he's got to get, like, eventually the magic. Right. He's able to, like. So he gets it. 
he gets a tip from his Fingers. physical therapist Fingers. that like tip. somebody he's like this is never going to work like I'm never going to get my strength back oh my god uh, I just yes, remember yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there so his physical therapist is like listen yeah. I know a guy who I helped who was told he was never going to walk again mm-hmm and left me and came back a year later and was walking. And he's like, well, how did he do it? He's like, oh, no, he goes, he goes, prove it to me. So he gives him the files. Yeah. And uh, Stephen Trains hunts this guy down, who is none other than world-renowned thespian Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin <laughs> Bratt. Oh, he gives no. an award-winning performance in his I, one scene that he's in. Yeah. Oh, he turns around no. and, I, and I'm in the theater and I go, son of a bitch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, we talked about it last week, didn't we? Yeah, that was he just was going to be week? in it. He just popped did up we? in good movies. Yeah, we oh, talked about that he was in it. Oh, I didn't. I don't think I remember yeah, that. I think oh. we did. Yeah. I didn't know what capacity oh, man, he was in it. I had no idea because yeah. he turns around and I'm like, <laughs> Benjamin Bratt. So Benjamin Bratt tells Doctor Strange after, you know, questioning a little bit, doesn't really want to say anything that. If you really want to know how I got my sh- my legs back, what is it? Comatage? Something like that. Yeah. Comatage. Kudatai? Hakuna Mataja. So that sends Doctor Strange or yeah, Doctor Strange on a quest to Nepal. Mm-hmm. And he spent his entire fortune. Yeah. To get to trying, Nepal? Well, trying to fix his hands. Yeah. Oh. This is like his last ditch effort. Like he's he's he is not working, so he's not Making he, any money. I think at this point he's down to like seven or six or seven fingers. Right. So he needs he needs to do something. So he goes to this place called Comatage, which is the the white section of Nepal. Right. Only white people live there apparently. Yeah. And they, they have free Wi Fi. Yeah. Wait, what? It's true. <laughs> It's true. Did you, oh, did you look so this it's up? like a temple of, of sorts. At one point, he's walking around an alleyway and he gets mugged by like three. Oh, yeah, he yeah. gets mugged well, by that, like three white dudes. Yeah, that's what happens. He gets mugged by these guys. And what's his name pops out? I can never pronounce this guy's name right. Um, Chuote, the guy um, from 12 yeah, Years a Slave. I'm not going to attempt it, but. Chuote Awoljafer. Yeah. And I feel terrible that I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> He was a great actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. So he pops out, he's he Captain brings him to this comatage place, and Doctor Strange starts to learn the ways of magic. Magic. Which he I love the way that they set it up. Yes. Like because whenever I hear magic and stuff, I kinda roll my eyes a little bit. So uh Tilda Swinton, Swinton is like his the sensei, ancient. the ancient one. And she holds up a book for him to look at, and it has chakras, and he's just like, I came all the way here for chakras. And she goes, oh, well, what about this next page? And it's acupuncture. And right. he's, he's just rolling his eyes like, ah. He's a very scientific yeah. guy. Man, very, he's a man of science, yeah. not a man of faith. And um, A little lost, refer- little lost shout out there. And then she shows him a little a little taste of, uh, of real magic and, and it, then throws him out. And it blows his mind, yeah, to the point where he's sitting outside on the st- on the step of this place for days, waiting yeah. to get back in because what she shows him is, you know, clearly real, real, and something he's yeah. never experienced before. Something a lot of people will never experience before. Yeah, interdimensional travel and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then there's about 
30 minutes of montage. Yeah. And okay. he's an expert at right. magic. So that was my only gripe with the movie was, and it's one of those things where like, well, they didn't take enough time for him to become an expert, but then if it takes too long, right. you're like, oh, like they dr- this movie drug along with him becoming. Mm-hmm. So you can, ne- I feel like you can never get a good happy medium yeah, there. I, I, I get it. Yeah. It's I was like, like, all right. Yeah. Eventually you realize he's going to become like a master a of A magician? Magic. Yeah, a magician. Is he like pulling rabbits out of hats and stuff? Or like what's he doing? Well, I mean, that happens at one point. Well, it's not a rabbit. He pulls like a um, uh, a capuchin monkey out of a hat. Yeah, like the, and then the it, little ones. Right, and then it, ha- it has like a hat on and it does like a little dance. He he's does trying this. to impress Rachel McAdams to make her believe in, in what he's doing. Right. So, wait. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. I got a lot of questions here. I love questions. So, when he's with her... When he goes back to Rachel McAdams, like McAdams, does she mm-hmm. see that he has fingers now? Yes. Is she like, how did you regrow your fingers? Well, they're like colorful. Yeah, it's like, like it a looks whole, like translucent. They're back, fingers. but there's yeah. there's clearly something weird about them. It's so, like it's like a visible force, right? From Star Wars, like as if he could, like you could see it. And she and he right away reveals that like he's learned some crazy sh- crazy shit and yeah, she's like, kind of just like her mind's just like blown. He shows her the interdimensional portal. He pulls a monkey out of the hat. Kind of a joke. So, wait a second. So I think it's Chiwadel Ejiofor, I think it's Sure. Sure. I know it's I've, Chew. I know it's I'm really sorry. Chew is how it starts. I know that. Wh- what does he play? He plays like a sensei? Mordo? Yeah. Yeah, he's um he's like a part of this group of magicians. Yeah, he's like um Tilda Swinton's number one right dude. Like he's her like her her right hand man. Yeah, he 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 works for her kind of a thing. They basically Tilda Swinton is the leader of an ancient group of wizards right. that protect the earth from other dimensions. Right. Why would there there's an infinite number of dimensions. Many of them are benevolent, but many more are not so much evil, but cruel. And there's one specific dimension where the bad guy lives, whose name is Dormammu. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're basically, their entire role is to keep Dormammu from taking over Earth. That's his main goal. And the basic premise of the movie is that... Uh there's an antagonist played by see I'll use that word antagonist oh, this is the primary antagonist primary antagonist played <laughs> yeah. by Mads your boy Mads Mickelson. oh I like him Hannibal yeah mm-hmm. um, he's great in uh, Pusher Pusher yeah wow Nicholas Winding Revan uh, yeah God, um, that's good work yeah so he he plays a guy that was in their group that doesn't agree with Tilda Swinton's teachings and he leaves and he hooks up with this uh, door. What is it? Dormammu. Dormammu guy. He makes it. He basically makes a deal with the devil, right? Because he wants to live forever. So, yeah. um, when you're saying they're trying to protect Dormammu from overtaking Earth, is it Earth just specifically on our dimension or every dimension? Specifically, this dimension. Yeah. Oh, because there's okay. many, many dimensions where Earth doesn't exist. Right. They okay. they go through it real quick. Yeah. Kind it's of kind of like yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the bad guy. Here and looks. then like here's a bunch of really really cool, really well done action sequences. Yeah. The CGI in the movie is great. It's really cool. A lot of like uh, moving uh, buildings and stuff, kind of like similar to Inception when they did like the yeah. whole like 
New York City just flipping on itself. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the the sets just folding in on themselves, but like the characters bouncing and running and and everyone running in a separate direction, but all heading the same way, and really well done action sequences yes. is it like that. Like what you're describing, I haven't seen the movie, but what you're describing is like oh, the Matrix haven't? meets Inception, sort of. A little bit, yeah. When I was watching the movie, I did get a little hint of the Matrix with like him being like an amateur coming in, being like trained and taught how to do everything, and then like learning pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. They never really make the reference to him being like the one or anything like that. Yeah, no, he's just a very talented. Yeah, he's sorcerer. he's a he. Well, first first off, he's like a genius. Like yeah. he's a very intelligent guy to begin with. So he goes from being an elitist neurosurgeon to an elitist magician. Right, yeah, he he definitely keeps the elitist part. Yeah, with him, he never. He's, he's, still, he's very, still kind of a douche. He's still very guy. arrogant, but yeah, guy never gets humbled. He there's like one moment in the um, in the um, sorry, I just got a text message from my friend Matt who had some choice words about the election, <laughs> and um, it, it wasn't me. No, there's many of us out there. A lot of Matts, and um. So anyway, there's one moment that that was real nice in the movie where someone says something to Doctor Strange, uh, and it's about his arrogance. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, it was jarring to him where he went, oh, you're right. I do do that. And it wasn't the part where they said, do, do, do they work for you? It was a different part. Yeah, probably I, don't, I don't remember. The, probably with the ancient one. But there's that moment where he he's like, oh, I, I am in this all for myself. I, I thought I became a doctor to help other people, but I just did it to help myself. Right. Um, so, Wait, so does he become like more altruistic throughout the course of the movie? I wouldn't say more altruistic. He just kind of has a job to Even do. Even the big words. I'm just, <laughs> it's a vocabulary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Word of the day calendar. I'm, I'm the Benjamin. We would prefer it if Cumberbatch. you said, does he become a better good guy? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Does he um, become a better good guy? Uh, I wouldn't say he becomes a better good uh, or guy. a nicer I good guy. He just he finds a a more suitable purpose for his talents. Yeah. Um. Because the Benjamin Bratt character. Uh, <laughs> Back to Benjamin. How many movies have starred two men named Benjamin? It's a good good question. Well, there was Sergeant Benjamin with Goldie Hawn. But well, I mean, their actual names. Oh. The actors' names, Benjamin. Benjamin, um, Benjamin Button had about four Benjamins in it. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but um, so Benjamin Bratt's character, he is healed by like the ancient one and and like the practices. But rather than continue on, like he basically got what he wanted right. and said, "I'm out." Right. And she gives you that choice. She's like, "You can either." She says to him, "She's like, you can either get your hands back and just be a surgeon for the rest of your life again." Or you can do something more with it. Yeah. And he decides to go to do something more route, mm-hmm. which is very noble. Yeah. And then the action sequences are just cool. Just cool yeah, action sequences. Very cool movie. Like yeah. like like we said, the, the narrative kind of moves very fast. They don't really give you a chance to to uh they kinda just throw you right into it. Like there's a really cool opening action scene mm-hmm. um that doesn't involve Doctor Strange and then 
we see him. He gets trained. He becomes this magic, this wizard, pretty much like overnight. I mean, they kind of like like Nick said, they do a couple montages where like you know it's time has passed. They never really explain how much time, but you know that like he's yeah, not learning he's, this stuff overnight. He's not wearing the same clothes. Like right. he goes from being like a white belt. And he shaves to, his beard. Yeah. Um. So that kind of gives you the the idea of like, all right, this guy's trained for a while, and now he's got it. Um. But yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Then you just jump right into it, and like now he's another part of the Marvel universe that will probably pop up in other movies. Yeah, he's supposed to be in the new Thor, yeah. and is probably he, the Avengers. And yeah. is Doctor Strange a wizard or a magician? He's a sorcerer. Sorcerer, sorcerer. Okay. which which is we, a, we were saying we were saying he's magician. A, he's a wizard, Harry. Yeah, and um, he just doesn't have a wand. But, like, all the hand stuff and, like, the glowing, yeah, all that stuff was really well done. Like, there's not a moment in the movie where you don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Which is, which was always my problem trying to read Doctor Strange. Like, I, I never got into the comic book because it's a lot of that, the eye of Amagato or right. the the cape of Jezuburu or right. something like that. And uh, this movie doesn't doesn't gloss over it but it definitely doesn't linger on the the heavy nerd stuff like yeah it, like it i myself gives have, you just a taste of i myself had didn't know anything about dr strange like i'm not a big comic book guy so like i don't i didn't really know anything about the, the movie going in i just knew it was a marvel movie and i knew those guys have a, usually have a good reputation um so yeah i went in completely blind and i was able to understand everything and loved it so it, you don't have to be like a marvel person to or a doctor strange fan to like this movie it's definitely accessible for people who i'm excited to talk to keith because keith's favorite superhero is doctor strange oh so okay. that'll be uh see how the purists like this film yeah um so that'll be that'll be interesting yeah and scott but, uh, derrickson directed it who did a great job he really hasn't done He's done a couple good movies, but he wasn't really that like big name to take on a Marvel movie. And I thought he really hit it out. Of the what bar. else did he do? He's like Exorcism, a lot of horror movies. Exorcism of Emily Rose, Sinister. Wow, really? He directed The Day the Earth Stood Still, which sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, he he's done some good good stuff, not great stuff. And I thought he was an interesting choice for this. And I thought he yeah, I thought he did an awesome job. He did Hellraiser Inferno. Yeah, another great one. Yeah, he he's a little. A lot of horror movies. Hellraiser Inferno. Um, but yeah, awesome. I definitely, I would highly, highly recommend it to anybody who uh, is looking to get in, get into the more Marvel stuff. Now there is a little, there was a little extra scene. If you're gonna, uh, if you're gonna, uh, you're gonna see the movie, around, stick around stick for around for like two minutes, maybe both. Both of them. Oh, see, I only saw one. Oh, you didn't stick around to the end. The no, end. no. Oh, so there's a second one. There's a total second one. I only saw the first one. Oh, you missed out. So the second one was better. Yeah. Okay. The second one was a lot better. the The first one, I won't spoil that for people. Yeah, that's why I don't want to say anything. Yeah, the first one was, it was always fun. It was pretty good, but the second one, the second one sets up the next Doctor Strange movie. That's all I'll say. But yeah, definitely worth seeing. Totally, yeah. a, totally a fun ride. Well, that brings us to the next segment of the This Week in Film podcast, where we answer last week's questions. Uh, last week, we had Ray's question, which was, what's a gruesome scene that really stuck with you? Well, Sam says the movie Saw, like where uh, Carrie Elways is cutting his ankle off. She says that has really stuck with her. That scene in Saw, I think, is very silly. 
Like I, I was. That's that's very silly. Well, he had to. He had to get to the. He had to get to the key or whatever. The guy but in the middle who. But like that scene alert, is. Is still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah that still scene alive. is so silly. Carrie always is not a very good actor. No, no, and most him, him things, like screaming and stuff. Yeah, where he's like, ah, yeah. cutting his leg off. I was cracking up in the theater. Um, that that reminds me. Uh, another uh, a good answer for that question. Since nobody else is going to answer it, I'll answer it. <laughs> um, the scene in 127 Hours when James Franco is cutting his own arm off when it gets stuck in the canyon. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Yeah. I have not watched that movie yet. Cause that, cause that is. It's long. It's like 20 minutes long. Oh. And it's him, like, cutting every nerve. Uh. So he gets through one nerve, and he, like, stops, like, takes a breather, and then goes at it again. Because it's like, the nerves hurt so bad that the other part of it isn't, like, isn't, like, nearly as bad for him. So him, like, just cutting his arm off is fine. But every time he hits a nerve, he, like, waits, like... Braces himself, does it, and then stops, does it again, stops, Ugh. and eventually gets out of the the, the thing he's stuck in to eventually live. True story. Very good movie. That's uh, why I haven't seen it though. It's yeah, like it's like I, honestly, I know I how it ends. It too. Yeah, yeah. I but like because leading up to it is good story. though too. Though I think because it's a true story is why I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, we do have another response. Oh, okay, great. This is from uh, Barbara F. Oh, Barbara F. Uh, she says the scene towards the end of uh, Saving Private Ryan when the German guy is putting the knife through uh, what's his name's chest, uh, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no! What? 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 And then like he gurgles out like yeah. that. That is a very graphic scene. That's warm. There's a lot of warm movies that have mm. even just the opening scene of that movie. Yeah. There's something about a one-on-one where like yeah. a guy is like the knife is going in and you just see it coming slow, you know, like and there's nothing the other guy can do, and it's not like a movie where like they're like, like if you punch it, you can just get it in. It's like this is going in, like. Ugh. What what, what about uh in Looper? Does this stick, scene stick with you guys? Love where Looper. The, where the guy is like losing his body parts. Oh, oh yeah, 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 the tor- yeah. With their torture and him in the past kind yeah. of a thing, right? Yeah. Looper is an awesome movie. Lo- Looper is awesome. Um, and so then the next question was, can you name a scene you love from a bad movie? Which was Dan's question. Um, we did not get any additional responses, oh Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, everybody let you down, Dan. I, I could... You remember the scene in, uh, you guys know, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I have never seen it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, there's a scene in that movie that sticks with me where uh, you kind of, one of the clowns knocks a man's head off. <laughs> <laughs> like he punches him in the face. This clown puts on a boxing glove and punches a man in the face and his head just comes completely off. <laughs> Sounds pretty gruesome. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not. As a kid, I was very disturbed. <laughs> but yeah, it always stuck with me. Well, my, I'd have to say, my, maybe my all-time favorite bad movie is The Room. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Oh God! <laughs> and the the scene that makes me laugh that I love, I love it. it. I love this movie, The Room. But um, the scene that kills me every time is when he goes into the flower shop to buy the flowers for Lisa. And he goes in and he goes, hi, 
a nice doggy and he runs out the door and she goes you're my favorite customer i've watched that scene easily 200 <laughs> times easily i still have times. never seen the room it is a feast for the senses I've, well i've seen like scenes select scenes from it like on youtube and stuff yeah um, but I've never watched the movie from start to finish. But I'm I'm gonna have to because Ben, uh, uh, James Franco, is making a movie about the the book, the yeah. disaster artist, which I've read. It's it's a pretty good book. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to see the movie before I see that see the original before I see that movie. There is no about movie the making of. I have seen more times than The Room. That's ridiculous. Really, it is. I've seen that movie. Got to be close to sixty or seventy times. So many times I've watched it. Um, what about Battlefield Earth? <laughs> I've seen that movie once, uh-huh. and that felt like too many. Some pretty bad scenes in that movie. Um, don't they feed them rats because yeah. they think that's their favorite food? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, let's see. And then, Matt, your question was what's your favorite line and response in a movie? And then this is where our friend Dan chimed in with uh he says it's not a great line but he uses it all the time uh during one of the radio station interview scenes in joe dirt uh he's talking about a lot of joe dirt references today (laughs) he's talking about when he was trying to pass off a septic tank as a bomb and he says to dennis miller the cops knew right away it wasn't a bomb dennis miller says yeah well who hasn't seen that scenario played out dan says he uses that line all the time who hasn't seen that scenario played out? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, then he adds that his brother Chris uses uh, a line from Ghostbusters all the time. When Egon suggests the Keymaster should have some coffee, he responds with, yes, have some. He doesn't know why, but it kills him. Hmm. I'd have to say one of the lines I use constantly from Ghostbusters is from when they're going up the steps and uh, they look up. They look at each other and he goes, well, where do we go now? And I think it's Bill Murray says, we go up, Ray. We go up. I use that all the time. It's obnoxious. Nice. Uh, And Barb F. had another response. Oh, she likes the, uh, she she likes the, uh, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Oh, classic. Pretty uh, good. What about uh, An Empire Strikes Back where uh, Princess Leia is like, I love you. And Han Solo says, I know. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, that is a good one. Yeah. If only, that, I, that, if only I had someone to love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a loving family. <laughs> if only th- someone told me they love me. I know. You know what? I might use that. Yeah. Now that I think about it. All Here. right, Ray. So this week's random request was, what's your favorite, what's your least favorite naked fight scene? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your least favorite naked fight scene? Uh, no, this week I'm gonna try to I'm gonna make it a little bit easier on the people. This is uh, this is a timely question because we just got our 45th president elected to office. Can you feel it? Uh, America but he has mixed emotions about it. America is great. Um, Again, right? So uh, my question this week is: Who is your favorite president from a movie? Hmm, question. Good question. Yeah. There's been a lot of Matt. Yes. What is this week's Matt's Matticulous Exam Matt Nation? Uh, I think that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. And I do thank you for asking again. Uh, 
What is your favorite jump scare in a movie? Oh, that's pretty good too. Jump scare, jump scare. I am torn between Morgan Freeman and Bill Pullman right now. I was, I, I mean, Bill Pullman was obviously. Um, I mean, he's that, a heavy favorite. But I mean, the speech alone, right, is just will go down in history. Donald as. Trump ain't getting a no <laughs> F eighteen to take down the aliens. No. Oh, you he, never know. <laughs> he did yesterday, uh, scree- or two two days ago, scream. This is our Independence Day at his rally. Did he really? Yeah. Nice. Hey guys. I gotta hear that. Guys, nuts. Uh, <laughs> You're on a list now. Yeah, well, I was already on it. You're on his list of enemies I'm now. I'm already on it. Uh, come, just come get me. Put uh, me out of my misery. Uh, my, I think my favorite uh, president that I can think of right now at the moment is uh, the guy from Escape from New York. He's a little bald guy. I have not seen that in a very long time. That's one of the few John Carpenters I didn't get to this year. Oh, did you watch John Carpenter this year? Yeah, I watched about five or six of them, I think. What was your favorite? Gotta be The Thing. The Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome movie. Great movie. Did did you watch uh, Prince of Darkness? No. That's a fantastic movie. You should watch it. Is that the Dracula one? Uh, No, it stars Alice Cooper. And he... Basically, people are like locked out of school, and I don't know if there's zom- I forget. I don't know if they're zombies, but they're they try to get into school after these. People. It's a really good movie. Check it out. That's a dark. Movie. Maybe I'll watch it again. It's on Netflix, I think. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. All right. So Ray's question: Who's your favorite movie president? Matt's question: What's your favorite jump scare from a movie? Jump scare is when somebody pops out and scares right. you, and you jump. Uh, all right. So, Ray plugs? No, I got nothing. Matt? Uh, no. I locked in. No, I, I, uh, I have nothing uh, I want to put on out to the world right now that they should be reading that I'm putting out there. All right, well, if you're listening to us on the, I don't know, if you're listening to us <laughs> on the This Week in Film. We'll edit that out. If you're, wait, I'm sorry. If you're listening to us on the podcast radio network you can find us here every week at 10 30 following let's talk flicks uh check us out at this week in film podcast.com uh write us a review on itunes because that's nice and i think that's it so if that's the end of the reel we'll see you next week in film see ya bye